Thank you, and welcome for joining. The backstory. Many people have been asking me, Ferris, would you share with us, please? <laughs> and I appreciate you asking. <clears throat> How did it all start? So I'm going to give you just a snippet of the history, and that hopefully will help you understand how we got here. So many of you already know that I'm a Palestinian descent, originally from Palestine, lived in Kuwait during the first Gulf War, and had to leave Kuwait after the Iraqi invasion with three months. So Iraq invaded Kuwait on August 2nd, 1990, and left Kuwait in October slash November timeframe. Because I got in trouble with uh, distributing food to people's homes afterwards, as well as running what, what you might think of today is a grocery store or grocery strip mall that was ran by the government prior to the invasion. That's the long story in short sentences. So I was lucky because one of the soldiers said, Ferris, you might want to leave. No one has a good intention for you today. So I packed that day and left. When I came to the US, initially I came to go to school, attending at, in Arizona in Tucson. And by the way, that was not the plan. The plan initially was to go to Canada. I was already had accepted, been accepted to two universities in Montreal area. So as you could imagine, things have shifted. So now I'm in Arizona, there for a couple of months before my cousin who helped me get there leave. So I arrived roughly in November and he was gone in December. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then I started attending school and initially it was things were going really, really well. And then, of course, uh, Kuwait got liberated in February of the following year, 1991. And then this one, my ties got a little you know, cut off from my family and had no more communications with them. Although I had family members all over the other parts of the world and I was in reach and contact with them, my, fun my money or my funnel of money uh, start started to dry out. So about March of that year, 1991, I found myself uh, having to leave my apartment that I've rented for the six months and now leases up. So I had to leave. And of course, with no money to secure another one, I ended up uh, moving to the mosque at the time. Uh, thank you for those who helped me do that. And then many of the people that were attending uh, allowed me to stay at their homes a day or two there. While well, I became what I today acknowledge as homeless, uh, in addition of being stateless, someone without a country because as a Palestinian, I carried a refugee document issued by Egypt saying that I'm Palestinian that had no right to go back to neither Palestine nor Egypt. So the long story short, <laughs> I uh, being around the mosque all the time and being around people who are volunteering all the time, uh, started serving some of the communities and the committees that they had. And I learned that many of times they were trying to raise funds for you know, for causes, sometimes refugee challenges, sometimes people of hunger, sometimes uh, wars. Uh, they were trying to shelter the people who were affected by the wars. And what I ended up doing is in one of the meetings, I said, why don't we make t-shirts for the causes that we like? And then people love to wear those t-shirts. And then the difference between what we buy and what they pay that would be the fundraising mechanism for us to do it. And I was lucky because they said, sure, why don't you do that? Uh, 
So I started making t-shirts for nonprofits to support the causes that they were making. And initially started with the mosque, but then grew to churches and other institutions, and then started doing it to commercial use like hotels and resorts. And then I started selling on my own. And I was really lucky because you know, to many people, maybe that wasn't a lot of money, but those three or $400 a month that came through allowed me to get a place to live, to get a, you know, to get one meal a day and to really start moving forward towards, you know, more stability and more comforting areas. You know, the things that you could never imagine think that you would appreciate such as an oven or a kitchen or, or a stove uh, that you don't have when you don't have the home to cook meals in. Anyway, so now that I'm, uh, moving in the right directions and have some more connections with the family about October, November timeframe. So things are moving a little bit better. So now it's 1992, 1993. I learned how to bring in perfumes and colognes from all over the place and start selling it. I expanded that from me selling in the streets per se to selling it in the stores, to selling it to all over the place to roughly 500 people somewhere between California to Florida and about 50 branches offices with the five regional distribution uh, centers. That allowed me to learn a lot of my management skills because I had to manage people remote. We're talking about early 1990s, 1993 to early 2000s. And with the five regional distribution channels or seven per se that we ended up with and the few states that we had, five states that we had allowed me to really gain some momentum of understanding how people sound when they speak and what motivates them and how they could build their businesses. And from that, I, you know, I interviewed thousands of people every year that allowed me to pick up some more people skills. Of course, I wasn't that person before. I was the shy person that sat in the back or sat in the front, just be minding my own business and getting my own grades. So that was how I got started and I had to overcome some of those obstacles that I had emotionally as well as personally, as well as of course, culturally. And then in early 2000s, because things are opening up with my family and I was able to connect with them more and have better communications with phone services being better and so on and easier to call versus, you know, before with the calling cards. Now there is a net. I was able to uh, have my brother come. And then when my brother came, I realized I've been struggling with my supplier for my perfumes and I, they've owed me some money. I'm struggling to collect. I'm struggling to do all these things. So I decided it's time to maybe venture into something new. And I joined uh, Macy's department stores as one of their executives in the store to initially uh, turn around some of their stressed areas. And then, you know, gradually started going through their leadership and management uh, training to be on a path to you know, run a store or run a region per se. And I was really lucky because I was able to break many of their records really fast and got a lot of attention from their top executive team really fast just because of the short period that I was there and the ability to turn those departments really fast with almost no back history of that retail. Although, of course, from my perspective, having done wholesale and retail before, I had a lot of insights and a lot of uh, you know, maybe knowledge that I gained from doing the wholesale perfume and wholesale t-shirts and, you know, retailing the t-shirts as well as the perfumes. So those seven years helped me really 
be positioned to be part of this executive team to really quickly go in and use the same team or utilize the same team that's already in place to turn things around and get a lot of attention. And then start getting more attention locally and globally and start getting recruited by other institutions. So I then got recruited by a company called Pure Beauty, where I helped them take one of their mom and pop shop stores, you know, that was maybe producing quarter million dollar a year. And we were able to do almost be on track to be a million dollar store within the first, you know, six months that we, I was there. And then they asked if I could help open more stores in the state as well as other states. So I started managing the stores that they had in Arizona and then help them open a few more stores there as well as Nevada. Those kinds of experiences gave me a lot of great insights because not only I got to see the macro level, but I also worked in the micro level, right? So managing the actual stores and day-to-day activity as well as overseeing the executive ideas of what would it take to open another store or what would we need to do to make it happen. And then after that, <laughs> we decided to move to Michigan. This is how it all started. When we moved to Michigan, at the time I was selling things on the net and we moved everything here to Michigan without really a job. And then initially I secured a job on the phone I was, as I was driving the truck. And, you know, one thing led to another, we started in 2003, this international strategic management, where we basically set up entrepreneurship activities, like programs, like mentorship, training, education, incubators, accelerators, funding, and communities that were mainly focused initially on underserved communities or under uh, or minority communities. <clears throat> and that's how we really got started. Now, initially, I couldn't articulate this story to you in this way. And it took me years to get here, right? Because I just didn't know how to really say it or how to position it. I wanna say thank you so much for all the people that have been around me from day one till now and continue to support and provide us and me and the people around me all the opportunities that allow me in return to provide for my family and for others as well. Thank you for joining us today with the backstory and looking forward to staying in touch.